0: I'm Marlene Hutchinson, and welcome to Tips for Guitar Playing Success. As many of you know, I've been sharing my guitar playing tips every Thursday for more than 10 years. It's been my way to hopefully help you stay motivated, be inspired, and continue expanding your guitar playing journey. If you're interested in more learning resources like my guitar courses, Lesson of the Month Club, coaching, Thursday Tips blog, and more, go to my website, marlenesmusic.com. And for anyone who's listening and feeling like you're missing out on all the guitar playing fun, you can easily get started with my super simple Learn to Play Guitar in a Day course. Now, on to my guitar friends interview. We thought it would be fun for someone to interview me in honor of the show's second anniversary. In this Guitar Friends interview, I was a guest on Stephen Levitt's podcast show, The Language of Creativity. We had fun talking about new beginnings like tips for guitar playing success and learn to play guitar in a day. We also discussed playing guitar and making music, plus the importance of playing songs you like, singing practicing, music inspirations, trying new things, and more. I hope you enjoy this segment of the interview, and thank you, Stephen, for inviting me to be a guest on your
1: show. Marlene Hutchinson, you're a guitar teacher, you're creative, you're a mom, and you've been (laughs) on NPR. You've also been on PBS and you have a special that you did where you learned to play guitar in a day. Yeah. So I guess you know, we can just jump right in. We met at NAM actually. We met at a podcasting panel and you sat right next to me. Yeah. And you're like, "What's he talking about?" And I was like, oh, "I'll <laughs> tell you later." And then I handed you my card. <laughs> you know
0: what I remember about it and I think about it so often. I uh previous to meeting you in that seminar that was uh, January 2020. In uh, 2019, at the end of 2019, I thought, I really want to do a podcast, but I have no idea how to do that. And so I saw, you know, on the NAM schedule that they had podcasting classes. And I thought, perfect, I'm going to go to those workshops and clinics and I know nothing, so whatever I can absorb will be great. And I remember sitting in that workshop, and you're sitting next to me, and the guy is talking about all this tech stuff, which now if I were to sit in on it, I'd probably have a little better understanding, (laughs) but he's talking and he's using all this terminology. And I can still remember turning to you going, um... Do you know what he's talking about? I mean, it sounds Greek to me. (laughs) And you were so nice about it. You were just so great. You're like, yeah, I'll explain it. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, it was Kismet. I think I definitely felt like, so you at that time were just wanting to start a podcast, and you're like, I have all these blogs that I've written over the years and I teach guitar and I'd love to start a podcast. And I think I'm just going to do like this really short format, like five, five to seven minutes of just me revisiting the material from my blogs and doing lessons on a podcast. And I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. So you started (laughs) Tips for Guitar Playing Success. Yes. Tell me what that was like. I mean, you go in, you're like, I want to record a podcast. You know, what was kind of your next step?
0: Well, meeting you, like you said, was kismet. I mean, that was definitely, you know, God or your higher being or whatever, totally watching out for me. Uh, Because again, I knew absolutely nothing. And so you were so kind to patiently walk me through step by step by step. I mean, from everything in the very beginning, like how you choose the name of your podcast and how that Works out in the realm of the internet and within certain podcast services. There's these certain requirements and just everything. I never even had an idea of what you needed to do. So, but for me, it really started with getting sort of my ideas honed into place of how I wanted to launch it with what material. I mean, I had, like you said, I had plenty of material. I've been writing these Thursday tips every Thursday for more than, I think it's been eight or 10 years. And so I had a lot of material to work with. So, you know, I really had to think about how do I pare that down to begin with? And so, you know, my perception was this is for someone who is new to playing guitar or might already play guitar or kind of on the newer side or intermediate side, but just giving them some ideas and tips that generally guitarists go through like fingertip soreness, you know, so how yes. to how to help people sort of relieve and alleviate that fingertip soreness. I mean, whether you're, um, an expert guitarist, or you've just started—that's something you're going to experience. So, I really try to make my tips, and from the beginning, something that everyone could benefit from. You know, I like
1: to tell people I know three and a half chords.
0: And <laughs> what are your three and a half chords?
1: <laughs> uh, I think it's E minor, G, and D is like the half chord, right? Because that's like a pie, and you don't play all yeah. the strings. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then I think I know C. So maybe okay. it's four and a half chords now.
0: Okay, okay. But that's
1: that's over like twenty years of you know having learned a little bit once and then just I I plink around with. I play guitar wrong because I'm a keyboard player and a producer. So you know I wish I played guitar. It would be so much easier to um, fill in tracks on my own and not have to bring in a guitarist all the time. But I work with a lot of guitarists and uh, they people like the tones I get out of guitar. So I have an affinity for guitar. I just it's different instrument. You know, it's, it's not, it's not chromatic all the way up. There's, no. there's these jumps that you can do from string to string that make your hand positions easier. And it's all about, you know, one thing I know for sure is that the best guitarists, the tone is in their fingers. Yeah. It's not as much about the guitar. It's about how do you hold the strings and that can make the difference in the sound of the chord, you know, the intonation, sure. of the instrument. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think little nuances, like if you're on the tips of your fingers versus the flat of your finger, um, if you're pressing hard, if you're not pressing hard, the gauge of your strings, you know, some people play better with thinner gauge strings and some play better with thicker gauge strings. And, you know, I like to say whatever phase you're in or whatever your guitar goals are. I mean, if you want to play three chords, you could be a three chord expert in the world. There are so many great, fun songs you can play with just three chords. So, you know, I mean, if you're trying to make yourself into like Eric Clapton, that's a little bit harder to attain. And obviously you have to work on it. But, you know, with your three or four chords that, you know, you could still have some fun So it's all, I believe, perspective. But I think just every person learns differently. Everybody has a perspective of what they want to do with it. Some people have started really young, stopped, picked it back up again. Some people have never played and start as an adult. Some people have played since they've been young and are ripping on the guitar. So I think everybody is different in their journey, and I think that's what makes it so interesting.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to be an expert guitar player. That's not a prerequisite for having fun playing music. You can have different goals for your guitar playing. I learned something the other day. We were tracking a song for a songwriter, and he wrote a Johnny Cash-style song. And what I found out was that Johnny Cash tuned his guitar up to F. So he tuned all the strings up a half step and that just made everything fit in his home register better. And he didn't know very many. I'm guessing he didn't know very many chords if that's what he's doing.
2: No. So, but then
1: the open strings (laughs) changed. And so you could do the same thing by putting a capo on the first fret. But we were tripping out about that because we would have never guessed in a million years he tunes his guitar to F instead of E.
0: And. As far as I know, I don't think he had any serious formal training. So I think a lot of it was instinct, you know, and his instinct was the strings need to be tuned this way because it fits me and my style better. You know, I find that too. There's songs I'll play that I love, like, for instance, a song by the Beatles. And, you know, they wrote it for their voices. And when I'm going to play it, it. Doesn't feel quite right when I'm singing it. And so, yeah, I play around with the capo and I move it to different frets and then it fits my voice better. So, there are those options. But, yeah, as far as goals in your guitar playing, that's just so personal and it's so fun to hear and watch people on those journeys. I had one student and now has become a very good friend that I jam with, and he just really embraced finger picking style. But when he first started, and it's a funny story that he likes to share too, I like my students to sing along with their music for a lot of reasons. It goes well with guitar, but it helps you keep the cadence of what you're playing if you're singing. Yeah especially when you're first learning. And he looked at me and he said, I don't want to sing. I just want to play guitar. What do you mean I have to sing? And I said, well, that's kind of the way I roll. So, you know, just work <laughs> with me on this. And he did. And and he's the first person now and even soon after when I had him start singing, he will tell you he absolutely loves singing when he's playing guitar.
1: Wow. So And he, he didn't think he would. And he that's didn't cool. think
0: he would. No, he thought he was just really only going to play guitar.
1: Yeah. And it's cool to try new things. My favorite thing to do right now is to pick up an instrument that I don't know. And because I have all this experience with music theory and piano and producing, when I pick up something new, I come at it with a beginner's mind. Yeah, And I can take that depth that I have with music, but I can just apply the most simplest things and I can just play around with intervals and tone spacing and different rhythms. And how does the instrument feel in a certain register? And it's just the fun returns. It just becomes like new again. And I love that about being a beginner. It's so fun.
0: I love that statement to the beginner's mind. That is so true.
1: I actually find that guitarists who teach themselves, who like never had formal training, come up with the best riffs. Because they don't know that you're not supposed to play it that way. Like, they'll just try stuff and it just sounds cool. They don't know what chord they're playing. They're just like, what am I playing? And it's my job to kind of figure out where it wants to go from there. Sure. You know, but they just like, there's no limits on what they can come up with. And I think that's amazing.
0: Right. And I think that is super, super important to impart to people that there are no limits. What you want to do is what you want to do. If you hear a sound and you like it, play it. There's no, uh, I suppose, unless you are classically trained and needing to play certain ways. But even in that realm, I think some of the most beautiful creative sounds come from just noodling around or just playing around or some people they hear a tone in their head and they match it on their guitar and then they embellish from there. And it's not necessarily, you know, you have to follow the rules or else. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of people too that will come to my guitar workshops that'll walk in the door and my workshop is learn to play guitar in a day. So it's, for people who've never played before. And they walk into the room and they look like a deer in headlights and like, I have no <laughs> music training and I, I know nothing about guitar. And I look at them and I say, great, I got you covered because I assume you know absolutely nothing. And to a point you brought up a little while ago with your background in piano and Other instruments. You know, when I play something new, like I learned guitar, and because I already played piano, there was definitely some similarities enough, at least in the music theory portion, where I believe it helped me to catch on quicker. So thanks, mom and dad, for piano lessons when I was seven (laughs) years old. (laughs) But I later then, a few years after I learned to play guitar, I decided to play ukulele, which is not a big stretch. It's not a far stretch from playing guitar, but enough. I mean, But all the the root strings strings
1: are different. Yeah, it's a different order of notes.
0: Exactly. And so if you're at the time I was playing, I was chord driven in my, my playing. And so I had the chords memorized and then, you know, the D chord for an ukulele is not the same fingering (laughs) as the G. And so
1: I had to look
0: at it with that beginner's mind. And it is a thrill. It's very exciting to look at something new and try it out. That's one of my favorite things, too, about the workshops that I do. I see people that they're like a kid in a candy store when they realize, you know, it's really not that hard to play guitar now what i'm teaching in the day is you know a few chords some simple songs so you know you're not eric clapton but i had one woman in the workshop about an hour into it when we i had shown them how to transition from chord to chord to very simple chords they were working on it on their own and she, all of a sudden, I, I kind of was walking by her and she looked up at me with this, like, you could see the hallelujah chorus and the, the light bulb <laughs> going on. And, and she just said, I get it. This makes sense. I can do this. And it's like, wow. yeah, you can. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Well, in your oftentimes helping people check something off their bucket list or find a missing part of themselves that they lost when they went into a corporate job, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I think too, one of the, I think the benefits of, of that one day program is I had a lot of people that wanted to learn to play guitar and, they were really feeling sort of a time crunch. Like I had people come to me and say, you know, I'd love to try it or I'd love to learn to play guitar, but I just don't have time for weekly lessons and mm-hmm. things like that. And even just trying it out. And i that's kind of the beginnings of the idea for my workshop was, well, wait, maybe you could do something that's like a one-day program where you could really introduce, successfully introduce people To the easy way of learning to play guitar. You don't have to have experience to do my program. You don't have to be able to read a note on a sheet of music. I just guide you through in very simple ways to start strumming and making it sound good (laughs) because that's fun. If your perception and your thought process is, I'm going to go to a one day workshop and I'm going to play just like Eric Clapton you name it, Jimi Hendrix, you know, it's like, well, okay, those, those are great goals and certainly attainable in your future, for sure, without a doubt, if that's what you want to do. But keeping it realistic, knowing that it's a building process. I mean, I explain in my workshop, you know, just work with me here. I'm not starting with calculus. I'm starting with one plus one, because in, yeah. in school, we don't start with calculus. We start with one plus one, and then it builds from there, and it keeps building, right? And that's what I try to impart, is you aren't starting out doing everything. You're starting out building up to whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, I was a terrible piano student. Like, <laughs> I, I finally broke down and asked, my, my mom would say, well, you like playing the piano. Do you want lessons? No no, because I didn't want to practice. I hated practicing and, or this idea of practicing. I think it was the idea of how practicing was supposed to go in my head. And so finally, I heard some song in my head that was playing and I, I woke up with it and I couldn't get rid of it. And so I sat down on the mm-hmm. piano, tried to play it, couldn't play it, and then just broke down and said, okay, mom, <laughs> I want <laughs> piano lessons.
0: I'm ready now. <laughs> so the first
1: two or three teachers I had, it like didn't work for me. Like they wanted to do all the fundamentals and break it down to and I'm an ear player. So they say, Okay, now read the music ahead and I just completely get lost. I mean, I don't think I have dyslexia, but it's like I have musical dyslexia. When I look at sheet music, everything just jumbles together and turns upside down. So it was really intimidating. And also the music that they were trying to do it was it wasn't wasn't the music I was hearing. It was also this classical approach, nothing wrong with classical, but I I feel like now after 30 years of playing, now I'm ready to learn classical. And so it was this rote method of teaching and, oh, did you practice? Did you do your this, that, and the other thing? And like, then I got a teacher at a local music store. I show up the first day and he said, okay, what do you want to know? What do you want to play? And I had never thought of it. I almost couldn't answer the question. And I was like, wow, "Uh, uh, rock and I don't know. uh," (laughs) I said, what I hear on the radio, that's what I want to play. And he's like, okay. He's like, so I'm going to teach you the blues because it's the foundation of all rock and roll. And I'm going to teach you theory because you can play anything. And I was like, okay, what's theory? And he's like, oh, it's just, it's the language that you're going to use to talk on the piano. And I was like, oh, okay. And then each week he'd teach me things and maybe I'd play a little bit. He'd, I'd watch him play. And every week, so did you practice this? No? Okay, well, let me teach you something else. <laughs> every week, did you practice it? Well, I tried, but uh, I didn't really. And because for some reason, in my head, like sitting down and forcing myself to, to play for 30 minutes and do the same thing over and over again, I had this mindset, but I wish I could have corrected my bad attitude about practice because, gosh, if I had just practiced like three and a half minutes a day for the last 30 years, I'd be incredible.
0: It's a journey that you go on. I know myself, it's funny when you start talking about practicing when you were younger. My piano lessons, I started when I was seven, but only took them for two years because I could not stand practicing. (laughs) And my mom and dad, my sister too, was feeling the same way I was. And after two years, my parents are like, well, then we're not going to pay for piano lessons because <laughs> you know, you're know you not learning anything. But the interesting thing when guitar came into my life in my adult years, everything I learned was in there. You know, I remembered so much of what Mrs. Tucker told me. <laughs> but then in my school years, I learned to play clarinet. And so I played it and I was in the band and there again, I had to practice. Now I was a little more motivated, but I still wasn't like, oh, I love practicing. I just, I don't know, but I did practice a little more than I did with the piano. And I played that for several years. And certainly both of those along with, I used to sing in choirs and things helped me in my sort of musical world, if you will.
1: Singing helps.
0: Oh, singing is, it's another instrument. It really is. My mom says I've been singing since I could make any kind of noise. I have always loved to sing. In fact, my I'll daughter. digress on this yeah. one, but she tells this story where we were driving in the car, and this is pre-seat belts, and I was only about two or three years old, and I stood behind her left ear. And sang whatever was on my mind, I would just be singing, and she's driving us to the grocery store or whatever. (laughs) So she said, I used to always sing into her ear. So, yeah, but what was interesting with my guitar journey, because I didn't start that as an adult, in fact, it was a New Year's resolution one year. I thought, I just really want to play guitar. And so, luckily, I followed through on that one. I got a starter guitar and found a group lesson at like the local adult school and you know I actually it was the best time for me to do it and I liked practicing. In fact, I couldn't practice enough. I played all the time. There was like this phenomenon that happened with me that from that very first strum, I don't know, it was like I I had found my cocoon my home my it was unbelievable how I felt about it and the music that she chose was like singer songwriter kind of stuff and that's the stuff I really enjoyed great but I was motivated because I wanted to be able to play those songs with that instrument and yeah it just I think you know to the point that you made that that teacher that said what do you want to do you know for me It made a big difference that, first of all, I wanted to learn more about the guitar from that first strum. I could tell I wanted to know how to play different chords, how to strum, how to pick, how to flat pick, how to, I just hook, line and sinker. I just wanted to learn it all. But I think what really resonated with me, and I try to do this with my students is, you know, what do you want to play? Like even my yeah. private students, or if I'm in the workshops, you know, and we'll be working on some chords and I'll be like, well, what kind of music do you like? And they'll say Beatles or I don't know, John Denver or Sheryl Crow, you know, whatever it is, it's like, okay, great. Well, that artist tends to play these kind of chords. And so right. you might want to focus on these chords, Yeah, you know, like really, because my theory is if you love what you're playing you will play it more, and you'll want to play it. Yes. It's never
2: too late to try something new. It's never too late to try something new. Sometimes you sit and think I'd like to learn something new. Maybe language, hula dancing, and guitar too But then doubt creeps right in You say, try new things? No way! I should have started way back when in my younger days But it's never too late to try something new It's never
0: If you enjoyed this portion of the interview and would like to hear more, you can listen to this interview in its entirety at thelanguageofcreativity.com forward slash Marlene. And you can find that link in the show description.